All right, first up, Maria Wearing sat down with Bishop Cousins for his monthly Bishop segment. So let's have a listen to that. Hello, Bishop Cousins. Thank you so much for joining us on Practicing Catholic again. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much for having me, Marie. I'm delighted. Doing very well in this cold Minnesota winter we got going. I'm glad to hear that. So here we are at the beginning of Lent. So uh, today we're going to talk about the Lent, Lent's threefold focus, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So can you start at the origins? What are we called to do when we're called to fast, pray, and give alms during the Lenten season? Yeah, the Lenten season is a great opportunity, really a privileged season of grace that the church gives us to help bring about our deeper conversion. And it's kind of a recognition that we're all fallen and we're all sinners. And so we enter into what was the tradition in the early church, what we call the order of penitence. This is what the ashes symbolized that we had on Ash Wednesday that we are becoming members of the order of penitence. That is, we're all acknowledging that we're sinners and that we need conversion. And so Lent is really this privileged time of year that the Lord gives us to be able to experience that deeper conversion of heart. I love the way Pope Francis said it in his homily on Ash Wednesday. He said, you know, it's not just about making a little sacrifice here or there. It's about looking at the fundamental conversion of our heart and where is my heart headed? And is my heart really set on the Lord? And what are the ways my heart is not set on the Lord? And all of the disciplines of Lent have that goal to try to help me discern where my heart needs to be purified so that I can be more given to the Lord and belong more to him at the end of Lent. So why fasting, prayer, and almsgiving? Why those three things? Yeah, that's a great question. So Basically, because this addresses all of the aspects of our spiritual life, you know, so both our body, our soul, and then really the way that we live in the world. And so um, first and foremost is the importance of prayer, right? Really, Lent is about growing in my relationship with God. And so even the discipline that I do of my bodies is really a way to open up my heart to receive him. I, I discipline my body. I fast from things in this world so that I might experience that I wasn't made for this world and that I'm made for God. And so I, I allow myself to experience physical hunger so that I get in touch with the deeper spiritual hunger in my heart. And all the saints teach us this, and that as you experience these deprivations of the body, the soul comes more to life and I begin to be more spiritually attentive, which is one of the great goals behind this uh, fasting of Lent. So fasting is going to help me address my body, and the, uh, uh, the prayer is going to help me open my soul to God so I can grow more in relationship with Him. And then it's the almsgiving that allows me to make more a gift of myself. So the point of Lent is not self-perfection, Right. <laughs> It's not just to make myself better. It's actually to make me more like Jesus, which means that I, I give myself more. And uh, the saints speak about this as well, the beautiful pure, purity of heart that comes when we find ways to make a gift of ourselves through almsgiving, not just money, but even our time and our energy. Mm. So we just experienced Ash Wednesday and the, the penitential aspect of, of that fast. But how can we feel that penitential aspect each day? 
to make to make one more conscious of um, our need to grow. Yeah, I think that's a very important aspect of Lent. There's supposed to be some sacrifice that we make, some kind of fasting that we make throughout the season of Lent that we do feel each day. You know, um, whatever that might be, whether that's, you know, sometimes that's giving up sweets, sometimes that's uh, choosing to eat less. Sometimes that's some penitential practice that I might do every day, um, like pray the rosary every day. But there's supposed to be some way which Lent is different from the rest of the year. And so I have a daily practice of Lent that allows me to remember that this is a special time. It's a special season. We're supposed to feel it right when we get up in the morning, you know, oh, it's Lent. And in this time of Lent, I'm not supposed to live just like I do the rest of the year. And so I make some daily sacrifice, whatever that might be, that lets me feel the pinch and reminds me that it's special, that this time is meant to be more given to the Lord. How might a Catholic discern the best sacrifice to make? You know, it's really something important to pray about and to experiment with. I usually tell people this, if your Lenten penance, if you didn't fail in your Lenten penance during the season of Lent, then you didn't pick something hard enough. It's so if it's just something that's easy for you to do, you know, one of my priest friends jokes that he gives up watermelon every year for Lent. And, uh, um, you know, but if it's just something that's easy for me to do, then I'm probably not trying hard enough. And it's actually okay to fail at my Lenten penance. So to find something that will be challenge me and that I might fail at, and then, of course, in that failure, I learned something else, which is that I can't do it on my own and that I need God. And I learn about the beauty of how God comes to meet me in my failure and loves me in my failure and accepts my repentance. So um, making a discipline prayerfully that will challenge me, that won't be so easy I can just do it without thinking, but that I will, in fact, allow me to grow. And so, again, the, if, if the discipline you know, makes me so grumpy and upset that I can't um, care for my children or I can't be kind to the people I work with, well, that would be an imprudent discipline as well. <laughs> Do you have any advice for the person that maybe is, um, you know, I think maybe there's, you mentioned kind of the underachiever, like I'm going to give up watermelon, but what about the people who are going to do all the things? They're finally going to get a really disciplined prayer life and then uh, and make sure they give tons of money to charities and, you know, that maybe just to have unrealistic expectations of what can happen over the course of Lent as well. Yeah, it's good to remember that we are not angels, but we're limited human beings. And so therefore, we have to, even in our desire to do something for God, accept our limits. And so um, I usually recommend to kind of look over your life and to say, well, what's one area that I really need help in, you know? Uh, maybe a sports analogy could be helpful. So, you know, if you were going to work on your golf game, there might be lots of ways in which my golf swing is bad, but there's probably one area that really needs work. And so pick that area and allow that, try to work on that one thing because it's going to really help. Maybe it's daily prayer. I really just need to work on the habit of making some time every day to read scripture or to pray the rosary. Or maybe it is in the area of um, disciplining my appetites. I really just need to have less time in social media and less time on the computer. Or maybe it is in the area of food or whatever it is. 
what's one thing I can do that will make a big difference, but that is something I can realistically try to do, even though it won't be easy. That's great advice. So how can I grow in my relationship with God by spending more time in prayer over during Lent? Do you have some specific directions there? I've got some great practical advice, but of course the key is simply that you try to do it, right? <laughs> um, the uh, Just by spending time where you set aside everything else that you're doing, you set aside your phone, you set aside all of the other things, and you focus on God alone for maybe 15 minutes or 20 minutes, just to do that and to put the energy into doing that will make a huge difference. doesn't really matter what you do in that 15 or 20 minutes. God will meet you there. But there are wonderful things you can do, and there are beautiful daily devotionals that are often produced for Lent that might provide a, a scripture passage that you could read every day. I would highly recommend that you go to the Archdiocesan Synod webpage and you check out our Praying with Scripture series, which is a five-week course on how to pray with Scripture. If you haven't done that yet, that would be a great thing to do during Lent. Once a week, you could watch the talk that's given by Archbishop Hebdo or myself on basics of prayer, and then you could spend 20 minutes a day following the guides that are right there on the website and grow in your own personal relationship of prayer through that very practical guide. But whatever you do, the key is finding the time and making the time a priority. God will bless whatever you do in that time. I'm so glad you mentioned that resource praying with scripture, because even though it wasn't made for Lent, really it, it lends itself so well to this, um, the time and, um, and it's wonderful that it's, you know, it's our bishops. It's not, it's something that was made by our local church for our local Catholics. So how can I also be generous and just get out of myself um, during during Lent? Um, not so much navel-gazing about my own sacrifices, you know, maybe even complaining about the things I gave up for Lent. And and um, do, you have, do you have ideas there? And, and maybe even how we might encourage to bring, uh, maybe encourage others to come back uh, to Mass at this time in the Church's year. Yeah, I do think that part of the key um, to a good Lent is the almsgiving aspect, and that is doing some act of service or generosity towards others. And I think what you mentioned is a great um, thing to think about, which is uh, one of the great uh, struggles during the pandemic has been for people to be able to get to Mass. And a lot of people haven't come back to Mass yet. And maybe they're afraid to come back, or maybe they're just uh, finding themselves busy with other things. What a great thing it would be if Catholics would reach out to each other and let's help each other get back to Mass this Lent. Of course, we can do that in a safe way, in a socially distant way. And we, we've seen that our our Masses are not dangerous places or they're not super spreader events <laughs> for the virus. Um, but to encourage others to invite your friends back to Mass or invite your friends to participate in some activity, spiritual activity with you this Lent, that can be a great um, thing. Maybe it's just doing the drive through fish fry with some friends who maybe have been alone or bringing that fish fry to someone who needs it. But try to think of some creative ways to get out of yourself because, again, that generosity purifies the heart and opens me more to God. You brought up the pandemic that we're still in the midst of, and I think uh, you, you've probably heard other people up there say this as well, that it feels in some respects like it's been a long Lent this whole last year. We, you know, we, we, uh, began the shutdown here in Minnesota during Lent, and then, and here we are in Lent again. And I'm just wondering if, if you think that there's particular insights that maybe people 
can um, look to um, in their own lives from this time that they can really try to uh, bring to prayer during Lent this year. Yeah, I think it's a very important lesson that we always, whenever we experience some struggle or trial or difficulty, that we try to learn to see that the way God sees it. And that's one of the things Lent wants to teach us is that suffering and trials can be a blessing and that God works through them. You know, it's one of the stunning things about our Lord when he comes to save us, he doesn't wipe out suffering. He actually enters into suffering and he transforms it from within into an act of love. That's not our natural reaction in suffering. Our natural reaction is that we turn in on ourselves when we experience suffering. And of course, as the pandemic goes on longer and longer, that's what we're all tempted to do, to kind of give in to the isolation and despair and turn in on ourselves. But in fact, God's allowing this pandemic and he is actually working through it. And he invites us to see it the way we see the season of Lent, which is a season of renewal and conversion and an opportunity to draw closer to him and to use the sufferings that come as part of that. So let's ask, especially this Lent, that we might be able to see even the difficulties of the world that we're living in right now as part of what God is allowing in order to purify our hearts and draw us closer to him. Before we go, I'm wondering if you have any memories of a particular Lent that brought you closer to the Lord, and, and what was it then that stirred something in you? You know, I've always uh, looked forward to Lent ever since I became an adult. In some ways, I maybe I'm strange, but I think it's my favorite time of year simply because of the gift of the spiritual intensity of the time. And so really, uh, it's been in those seasons of Lent where I've focused especially on my life of prayer and strengthening that life that I was able to, to grow through it. Um, it did happen many years ago. I gave up, I gave up television for Lent and I stopped watching, uh, you know, weekly television basically. And what I found is that I never went back. <laughs> it just changed my life, you know, and it's not that I never watch a program here or there, but it just became that I didn't need it as a part of my life. And, uh, I found I read, read more books. I did other things that I liked to do even more. And so sometimes having that discipline of giving up something that we think we like, but then we realize, oh, it actually, it isn't ha affecting my life in a healthy way and I can move on to better things. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for these insights and helping us live our Lent well as well this year. Before we go now, would you give us a, a blessing, please? You bet. May the blessing of Almighty God descend upon each of you, especially in this season of Lent, and draw you closer to our Lord, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Bishop Cousins, and a blessed Lent to you. God bless you. All right. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Bishop Cousins. We look forward to hearing more from both of them in future episodes of Practicing Catholic. As for now, let's go into our first break. When we come back, we've got Father Tom Margavish is with us for a little bit of cup of joe for you just after this so stay with us 